Welcome to the Inside Data Center podcast. I'm Andy Davis, and in this podcast, I will interview the people working in the data center sector and tell their stories. If you are working in the DC sector or you are looking to work in the sector, then this is a podcast for you. Welcome to the Inside Data Center podcast. Today, I'm joined by Jim Hart, CEO of Business Critical Solutions. Good morning, Jim. Morning, Andy. How are you? Good, thank you. Back for the fourth time. Still owe yes. you a match ball for the third time. <laughs> Looking forward to it. Get, yeah. yeah, I will get that to you. I'm on a promise now. Um, obviously, it's been a big couple of weeks for BCS, so we wanted to take the opportunity really to to get you on the podcast, hear the latest news, but also cover a couple of the key points that people are asking me in the industry at the moment. Um, I won't ask you to introduce yourself because, as I said, you've done three episodes previously. So anybody listening, feel free to go back through the back catalogue and and check out any of our our previous episodes. But obviously, BCS, specialist consultancy in the the data centre market, similar to myself, you kind of operate in that sort of middle spectrum where you get exposure to quite a lot of different organisations. And one of the questions I'm being asked at the moment is about is there a downturn in the sector? So I just wanted to get your opinion on that before we go into the BCS news. Do you think that there is the market is seeing a downturn at present or are we continuing in the growth stage? I think if you look at the, the macro indicators, there's obviously headwinds out there and that's obviously what's causing this, this conversation. Uh, however, I think if you look to our own survey of the summer um, with nearly 100% of respondents coming back to saying, that they are plowing on regardless with their growth plans over the next few years. If you look at all the kind of uh, sector research that's going on, CAGRs are predicted to increase anywhere between 10 and 25% over the next five years. The backdrop of that as well is that, you know, there's, there's the, the suggestion that um, anything over seven year old in, in the data center industry is, is out of date anything that's nine years old and above is is obsolete. And you have a stock that 50% of it was built before 2003. We're seeing absolutely increasing amounts of data. Um, that's not going to stop. Um, there's also the fact that, you know, we want to get increasingly efficient on how we manage this data, how we manage our data centers going forward, which is a rather long-winded way of saying, no, I, I don't see any slowdown coming. Um, and quite the reverse. What I do see happening and we're starting to see that now, is that obviously you've got a downturn in other sectors, so we're becoming very attractive. Um, And we're seeing a lot more interest from funders because they see it as a a safer bet, long-term investment, Um, certainly in terms of our growth trajectories. I think on the the slightly cautious side, what we are seeing as well is new entrants into the market in terms of designers, consultants, etc., because they see it as a as a, a fairly safe area, as opposed to the commercial, residential uh, and public areas where we are seeing schemes cancelled, uh, anecdotally. Um, and my worry is, you know, it's, it's a bit like us going into the residential industry. It's, it's, it's construction, but the parameters are different, the KPIs are different, the approach is different. Um, so that I think there's, there's, that's a watch out, I think, for clients more than, more than anything else. But as I said, I, I don't see a slowdown coming in the industry, contrary to all the, the economic indicators out there. Uh, I agree. And like I was saying earlier, you know, I get asked this question quite a lot, which is why I wanted to ask you, and I'm seeing similar to, to what you're saying. I think a lot of the question comes from what we see in the media, doesn't it? It's that kind of continuous 
bad news about the economy yeah. makes us all automatically question what's going to happen with, with where the sector we work in. And obviously, we work in data centers, so that's what we're interested in. But yeah. like you said, I'm seeing similar in the market at the moment, continuation of of a growth stage, basically. Yep, yeah, absolutely. Obviously, BCS, I said at the start, it's been a very busy uh, couple of weeks, I think it is now, <laughs> since uh, yep. since we, we, we first had a conversation. But um, there's a lot of news. Obviously, we want to cover it. We want to get your viewpoint on, on what's happening for the business and, and where you're looking to take it. So, so to start with, I guess, for those that don't know, do you want to kind of share your recent news and, and the reasons for it? No, absolutely. Um, we have been acquired by... Uh, RSBG UK, who are a, subs- a subsidiary of uh, RAJ Stiftung, who's a, a German perpetual fund. Um, and we, we've been looking at growth. We've doubled in size over the last year. Uh, and actually trying to generate the cash to sustain that growth is <laughs> a challenge. And, and just to put that into context, you know, we're a fairly small company, 70 people strong. Um, last year, Recruitment fees alone were, were over 400,000. Uh, we invested a further 600,000 in various group initiatives, opening an office in, in Milan and so on and so forth. And our growth trajectory is, is going to continue. And that needs to be funded. And we're at a point now where we can't self-fund. Um, and we looked at a number of, of different avenues. Um, we, As you can imagine, we, we're quite an attractive business. Uh, and we've had a number of approaches from the larger consultancies. Uh, and that really didn't appeal to us because we didn't want to be subsumed by a big corporate. Um, <clears throat> uh, and the BCS name just disappearing. Um, we didn't think that was right for BCS. We didn't think that was right for our people because a lot of them came to us for our independence, our agility, uh, and our ability to, to have that kind of um, common touch, if you like. Um, we also approached a number of finance houses and, and, and debt facilities, but actually the strictures they put on you um, to acquire that debt, that finance, we felt would act as a brake rather than an accelerator in terms of expansion. It would certainly curtail our independence, our agility to respond to our clients' needs would be curtailed as well. And again, we didn't feel that was, was in the right interests. Um, we felt when RSBG first approached us, that it was just too good to be true. Um, however, you know, our research, our due diligence um, led us to believe, actually, you know what, this, this is a really good fit. Um, and everything we said that we want to continue in an ongoing relationship, they absolutely backed and agreed to. So it, it gave us a, a win-win, if you like. Um, the, the only, only slight... Uh, Downside is that I've got a new boss, and that's not a downside for me. It's, it means that he has to manage me now. Um, but other than that, nothing changes. No, exactly. And a lot, but like you say, it's a, it's a big change, isn't it, for, for your people? And I know people yeah. are really important to you as, as a leader and, and for your organisation. So from that perspective, what does this mean for your company and also obviously the clients that you're working with at the moment? So on a, on a day-to-day basis, nothing changes um <clears throat> there's no massive integration we're, we're not making any redundancies we're not making any change to structure uh, we're not making any change to reporting lines so absolutely on a day-to-day basis clients won't see it, any change in service delivery what they will sense and what they will feel is the fact that now we have access to 65 different locations um which as you know andy in the data center business is, is absolutely key um you look at the developing 
areas that are coming through, places like Madrid, Lisbon, Nordics are now starting to take off. And one of the biggest time pressures on us was establishing new offices. And that's not just establishing the office, it's getting the right person to lead it and, and so on and so forth. So from that perspective, absolutely, it allows us um, that geographical coverage in those locations. The other thing is that now we have this massive engine behind us. I mean, we're still in charge of the steering wheel. We, we choose direction. We're in charge of the gear stick. But we have this massive engine behind us now. Uh, and what that allows us to do as well is the fact that we continue our growth. Um, and it will also look... Uh, allow us to look at acquisitions slightly differently. So again, you know, we're looking at some smaller consultancies in key uh, cities across Europe, whereas beforehand would, would you know, the acquisition would be a, an arduous task for us, obviously generating the cash, whereas now we're in a position where we can move a lot quicker um, and that situation is only going to benefit our clients. Yeah, I was going to say, and when you revert back to your clients and, and, and the customers, obviously, you know, I know and, and you know better than I do, but they want that local presence now, don't they? They want that in-country presence. And like you said, there's so many different regions now where data centers is a, you know, is a growth business that it's very hard for anybody to try and be in all these regions and find talent. So I guess that gives you the opportunity now, doesn't it? To If your customer wants you to be there, you, you've got the access to that market. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's exactly that, Andy. It's... It's having that global knowledge, which we have, uh, the expertise, but it's blended with that, that, that local presence, that local culture. And it's incredibly important. It's incredibly important in standing those nuances. I mean, the Madrid market is very different to the Frankfurt market, which is very different to the Stockholm market and, and so on and so forth. So whilst, yes, we'll back ourselves to, to deploy a data center absolutely anywhere in the world, it is very, very important that you have that local knowledge, understand the local culture, understand the local approaches. Uh, to make that construction, that approach, that deployment as, as absolutely seamless as possible and making sure that you're, you're harnessing the best possible talent, skills and expertise possible for our clients. Yeah, that's obviously you know, from the talent piece where, where I sit is what we see with a lot of organisations is they want to recruit in these countries. They win a new project in those countries. They want to recruit, but because they don't have that presence in that country, a lot of the um, candidates or the people that the workers that they want are actually a bit standoffish about it because they don't feel that there's that security unless the entity is there and it gives you that yeah. opportunity no absolutely and obviously you, you touched on it earlier that you know you're still in control of it you know, bcs is still bcs but with this backing now so are you looking to obviously re retain your independence as, a, as an organization absolutely and and this was one of the things that um RSBG were attracted to. Now, they, they operate uh, the, the German system of Mittelstand, and I, apologies for my pronunciation around that, but it's basically a philosophy whereby um, these foundations buy SMEs, but leave them be. They recognize the fact that the value and the, the profit generation is in the company as it is, and actually by smashing things together in a big corporate entity may not be the best result in terms of, you know, the sum of the parts equaling less than the whole. So they basically buy the SMEs. They understand the fact that the brand is important, the position in the, in the markets are important, the people are important, the culture is important. So essentially, they just let them go and, and, and as is. So as I said, you know, nothing changes in terms of our, our reporting lines, our, our management, um, our people. Um, we're absolutely uh, invested in to take the business forward and to fuel that growth, internationalize that growth. 
Um, and certainly in the, in the three weeks that we've been part of that, the, the conversations I've had have, have absolutely backed that up. And if you look at some of the brands they've, they've, they've taken on over the past kind of 10 years, then absolutely the proof's in the pudding. Um, you know, you look at the likes of Paul Frischman, McBain's, Desco, Dorsch, Kvest. Uh, they've all retained their brands. Um, they've all retained their, their separate identities. They've all retained their agility. Uh, and the key thing is they've all grown in their time within the RSBG group. So we're really excited you know, about that. It, it's, it's, it's really, really important to us that we retain um, the culture, the brand and our values. Because at the end of the day, that's, that's why people come and work with us. Um, so it's, it, again, it's, it's one of the key selling points for us. Um, and it's one of the key things we want to underline going forward is the fact that whilst everything's changed, nothing's changed. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, exactly. No, and I think it, you know, it's hard to retain you from a culture and values perspective. It's hard to retain that if you're just a growth business anyway, as you would yeah. know, you know. You've grown very quickly and, and in that in itself creates challenges around trying to you know, retain the culture. And you know, we're going through a similar experience ourselves and it's not easy. So you've, all, you've, you've got that track record. You've, you've yeah. been through it. It's not like you're just suddenly going to grow. You've already, you're growing significantly anyway. <laughs> yeah. So you kind of got that experience to look back on. Absolutely. And how, obviously, when you messaged it out, how's everyone reacted? It's always hard to know, isn't it, when you, you, when you message something like this, what the response is going to be like? The, the, the response has been overwhelmingly positive. Um, and having been through one or two of these beforehand, um, I've been pleasantly surprised because I, I stole myself some negative reaction. But we haven't had it. Um, either from clients who see it as an extremely positive step, um, from from our, our people, who again, to a person, see it as an extremely positive step. Um, with our German business, actually feeling very, very proud that they are now a, a German business. Um, so, and, and and one of the key things for our people is that we bang on about you know the environment, what we're doing for the environment. Well, the foundation we now belong to, every penny, every cent of profit they make goes into some kind of green initiative or sustainability project. Because you know they're there in perpetuity um, to clean up German mines, reform the areas around that, and put sustainable projects in place. So we can absolutely hold our hands up, hands on heart, and say yes, everything we do is to that purpose. And I think from an ESG perspective, uh, you know, it's just absolutely priceless. Um, knocks everybody else out of the park. You know, we can say hand on heart, yes, everything we do is to a, a better purpose. And we all know that that's what the customers want to see at the moment, isn't yeah. it? That's what's, that's what's driving the market and a lot of the, the key decisions around, you know, who they yeah. work with is driven by ESG now. Yeah, absolutely. And obviously this is a, is a, a big game changer, I guess, for you as an organisation. And, and like you say, your people, your customers, everybody that's part of the BCS sort of family, I suppose. Yeah. So what does the future look like? I guess you've had to reevaluate i suppose where where you go now and how you take this forward oh, absolutely um i mean there's, there's a number of aspects to that we've touched on the geography um i mean our clients are asking us to go to places like japan um to, to into africa um uh, and places like this where it would have been extremely difficult we would have found a way eventually but it'd be extremely difficult but we now have the entities that are there in location we have the business operations that are in place. So we, we can just drop in. It gives us a platform to build off in those locations and, and a lot safer entry and a lot risk, less risk-free entry. 
Um, what we've also got access to in our sister companies is, is, is a diverse range of skills. Um, if you look at the, the, the RSBG group, I mean, it goes across from kind of manufacturing through the spectrums to brand design through to consultancy. Um, so again, from, from our point of view, there's, there's, there's some real kind of heavy infrastructure hitters in the group as well. So again, for, for our data center clients, there's expertise there that we can, we can bring in, in addition to our utilities business that can give it some real heft for our clients. And again, that's internationalized. So it's not just a UK business trying to export skills into to a different location. Um, I also touched on the fact that our ability to grow in terms of acquiring smaller businesses or other businesses. Um, and, you know, I, I want to be clear about this is that they're going to be supplementary to our businesses. We're not just going to go off and bolt a load of businesses on because we want to grow willy-nilly. They absolutely have to supplement what we have now. They have to be complementary to our core. Um, but nevertheless, we've got that ability to, to go forward with that. So again, it's, 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 it's giving our clients a greater choice, a greater access to expertise, and a greater access to, to geography. Yeah, and it's obviously very exciting times. And, and I guess from a people perspective, looking at your, you know, your employees, how have they sort of reacted to this? Are they all very positive and can see the opportunity going forward? Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, there's, there's a number of levels of this because, you know, our, our people are pretty switched on um, and they are known in the industry and they talk to other people in the industry. So they, they knew as well, <laughs> although we didn't tell them that we were being approached by other companies. Um, so actually they are, they are really pleased by the fact that we have been acquired by a company that's keen to keep our brand, keep our identity because their fear was that we would be acquired at some stage by somebody who would just subsume us. And over a period of three, four years, the BCS name would, would disappear. So from that point of view, you know, it's been really positive. The other thing is the fact that the, they can see um, the complementary businesses across the group and the fact that they have an ability to, to also influence those. Um, so there's greater opportunity around that. You know, for our apprentices, um, you know, we can get them on now structured training schemes rather than, you, you know what it's like for a small company. Um, we, we do have some structure around that, but the ability to access uh, a larger playing field, if you like, a larger talent pool in terms of, of, of those assessors um, really helps our apprentices and our, our younger staff in terms of going through APC, APM, um, you know, the Chartered Institute of Building. So they've got those avenues as well. So again, they're seeing the range of the opportunity there for them. Um, uh, and they, as I say, it's it interesting because we, we took them all down the pub, gave them a few drinks to find out what they really thought. And there was none of the, the finger prodded in the chest and another thing. It was, it was very congratulatory. It's very inquisitory. And it was very positive. Which is what you want to hear, isn't it? As, as yeah. a leader, you know, that's no, the absolutely. reaction you want. And like I said, you know, and congratulations to you because I know it's been a it's been a journey, and, and it puts yeah. you in a great position, and you know, a great business that can now move move a lot further in the industry, which is good for everyone. Yeah. I know. We'll, we'll, I'll ask one final question in a minute, but I know on the on this side of it, you're happy for anyone to reach out to you directly if they've got any questions or they want to learn more about how it impacts you as an organisation. Yeah, we'll share all your details when we yeah. release it. But no, thank you. No, absolutely, and and that's the thing because. There will be rumour, there will be conjecture going around. And the best place to get any information is from ourselves. We've got nothing to hide. It's, you know, we've, we've 
released everything very open um and yeah absolutely if anybody wants to, to reach out to us please do yeah and this will be unedited i, I should have said that earlier as well so that we could have it throughout the podcast so <laughs> they know i've not edited it um before we close up obviously final question i've um, asked you the final question a few times so i've, mm. I've made up and i've made a new one up like i have to do every time i, I speak to you but i caused a bit of a, a topic on a debate on linkedin this week about um the need for new thought leadership in the industry and how when you go to a lot of events, it's the same people talking, the same debates, the same discussions and the same opinions. So I just wanted to hear your opinion on that. Do you think that as a sector, we do need to open up more to hear more opinions from whether that's people in the sector that don't get the opportunity or actually from other sectors? Sure, I'd say yes, absolutely. I think, uh, you know, looking back over my own career, the, the it started out with a quorum of people that have come through and have actually dominated that kind of circuit. Um, and interestingly enough, I had this conversation with um, kind of our management layer, our succession layer last year, and we took a deliberate decision that as a directors, we take a step back from the social media, we'll take back from the thought leadership pieces and let um, our people have more of a, more of a voice. And it is about them actually bringing through, coming through and pushing us out of the way because the world has changed. You know, we, we're coming towards, you know, we're a lot closer to the ends of our careers and the beginnings of our careers. And it's now for them to shape the, the sector going forward, the, the industry going forward, because they're going to have to live with it for the next 10, 20 years with, with their client relationships, which are now coming to the fore. I think also, you know, your point about, looking from external industries is, is well made. Uh, I think we should learn. Um, and again, one of the things that we're trying to do go forward is, is diversify, not massively, but, you know, into like industries that approach things slightly different, things like manufacturing, things like, you know, advanced manufacturing, um, process industries. So we can learn a, a bit more uh, and also diversify. But I absolutely think it's very, very important that we have some challenge. Um, and I think we're going to need that challenge going forward because some of the, 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 the global challenges we've got ahead of us are going to take some lateral thinking. Um, and I think those solutions are going to be generated by the next tranche of people that are going to come through because those are the people that are going to have to own it and absolutely implement it. So I think it is ripe for change and I absolutely... You know, I think it's time that we kind of <laughs> headed towards the corner, Mr. Grace style, just bubbling along and offering the odd gem every now and again. But let the younger generation start coming through, pushing us out of the way, saying it's our industry now. It's it's time to move away. Yeah, interesting. And it's kind of the consensus of, of what most people have said. And I think there's so much value in people like yourself that have been there and seen it in, in helping and mentoring these, these people come through, but there definitely is something around giving them a platform, what, whatever that is, you know, let's give them the opportunity to, to have some opinions and share their thoughts to the sector, not just within their business. Yeah. I know you, I know you guys are great at it within BCS, um, but there's a lot of organizations where they don't really get that opportunity. So hopefully we can, you know, work on something that, that gives people a bit of a platform yeah. to do that. And, and the other thing about it, Andy, is that, you know, people get used to the same voice, so it doesn't have the impact. Um, so I think that that is also a consideration, the fact that new voices will accelerate change. Yeah, and like you said as well, I, I totally agree with that point, but like you said as well, it's sometimes you need that difference of opinion to create the debate, don't you? It's, yeah. And that's what you want. You don't, it's not, 
it's not about who's right or wrong. It's about giving that opportunity to debate a topic, share your views, and and then come to some kind of agreement on how you move forward. That's that's yep. all we're trying trying to do. But no, absolutely. Right. Thanks for that. Obviously, congratulations again. I know it's been Thank a manic you. few weeks. So <laughs> thank, uh, thanks for yeah, exactly. Thanks for spending the time. I said, like I said earlier, I'll share you, I'll share your details with everybody. Um, reach out to Jim if you've got any questions. Feel free to reach out to me if you want me to direct you to Jim. That's absolutely fine. And and all the best with everything going forward. Thank you, Andy. Appreciate it. Appreciate your time Michael. as always. Thank you. Uh, pleasure. Speak soon, and I'll get you that match ball. Thank you. Look forward to it. <laughs>